My name's Chase, and today we're joined by Jake and Topher. A little shorthanded today. Uh, Sreyas and Sam couldn't make it, but worry not. We will be okay. Today we're kind of doing a breakdown for our TCU game. The way we're going to do it from now on during the, the football season, at least, is we'll kind of look back at the game that had just happened. We'll kind of give our feedback and, and what we thought, and then we'll preview the next week's opponent and go from there. Um, so today's episode... Obviously, the game hasn't happened yet, but we'll be kind of going over what TCU looks like coming into the season, what we kind of expect for this game, and then we'll give our score prediction at the end of the episode. So with that being said, uh, you know, TCU, pretty exciting week. Colorado on big noon kickoff two weeks in a row will be on big noon kickoff, both for the um, TCU game and then obviously the Nebraska game at home. And starting things off, you know, for for Colorado fans from from last season, you'll probably remember the starting quarterback coming in, replacing Max Duggan, uh, Chandler Morris. Chandler Morris actually started, if you guys remember, that first game against Colorado before getting injured, I think either in the early third quarter or, or right before the half. Um, and he was the guy. He was supposed to be the guy. Um, you know, he has some flashy tape. He had the big upset win in 2021, if anyone remembers, over Baylor, who I think was top 10 at the time. Um, but other than that, there is not a lot of tape on Chandler Morris. A lot of the TCU, you know, blogs and podcasts, you know, we were kind of listening to to get get ready for the show, um, are are pretty hot on him. But you know, he's not Max Duggan. It sounds like he's not quite as much of a um, doesn't quite have the wow factor. And so it'll be kind of interesting. Um, you know, he doesn't make plays necessarily like Max Duggan used to. So I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are. You know, obviously our secondary is a just disgusting amount of riches as far as the talent goes. But, you know, they're coming in against the Big 12 offense that's definitely run and gun, um, high speed. So, yeah, Jake, you want to start off? Yeah, before we get into my thoughts, I just wanted to add this note that I am so excited to get college football finally. Guys, thanks for listening up until this point. We had 17 episodes that aren't talking about a regular season game. So, finally, we're here. The weekly prediction. I am so stoked. I even watched them USC yesterday. So, I'm so excited to have college football here. Um, but in my research of TCU, yes, Chandler Morris is an absolute beast. TCU fans are a little bit, hopefully overconfident in his ability. I was listening to some podcast and they mentioned that there were rumors going into the national championship game that Chandler Morris was performing better than Max Duggan in practice. And you can't pull Max Duggan, who's a Heisman candidate, led your team to the playoff. Uh, so TCU fans are very confident. Um, we'll see if they're right. I don't know. I honestly don't know, but I think they have a stud on their hands. Uh, he's only a three-star recruit. At least he was, I think he's a junior now, Chase. Is he a junior Chandler Morris? Um, but with the red shirt, yeah. 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 They seem very confident, um, which I thought they would have a huge hit with losing Max Duggan, but sounds like they don't think that's the hit. It's other position areas that TC lost some talent in. So it's going to be very interesting and going to be a really good test for this secondary. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think the other component will be, you know, it's it's interesting to see, you know, Travis Hunter is going to come in. He's obviously locked down, right? But the other big thing about TCU that a lot of people who, you know, probably were following the story as they made their way to the national championship is Quentin Johnson, who's now in the NFL. Um, I think he got drafted by the Chargers um, in the NFL draft. And uh, by the way, our our sneaky NFL, how to win your your fantasy football league. Um, I highly recommend drafting Quentin Johnson because he's falling probably further than he should be, but he's a stud and he's gone now. Right. And so 
listening to and, and reading what TCU fans are, are kind of thinking, they brought in a lot of talent. I think they brought in a, a transfer from um, either Auburn or somewhere in the SEC. Alabama, the running back. Al- Alabama, Grace yeah. Sanders. Grace um, Sanders was a former five-star at Alabama. Yeah. Had some injury issues and then also got in a car accident, so really didn't get going in Alabama and then transferred out. So who knows? He could be a diamond in the rough too. But yeah, big-time five-star recruit. Right. And, and frankly, at wide receiver, it's, there's some question marks about, you know, how are you going to replace someone like Quentin Johnson, who was in a, in a lot of games, the safety valve, right? Like the guy that they would throw to when Max Duggan was really in trouble. And the guy that, you know, really made it so that Max Duggan could kind of look like, you know, you know, somewhat like Patrick Mahomes, right. As far as making crazy plays where you, you thought the play was dead. So it'll be really interesting to see how they stack up because, you know, with Quentin Johnson on the field, he's the X factor, right? And he's the kind of guy that can, you know, blow the top off of an offense or off of a defense and, and really hurt you. I don't necessarily know if TCU really has that kind of guy. And I think more than losing Max Duggan, in my opinion, losing Quentin Johnson is the biggest missing piece for this TCU offense. That's going to kind of allow Colorado, um, you know, to, to to make up for some some lack of experience, I think. Topher, do you got any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, when you whenever you lose a star player, it's always going to be, tough for an offense to find its footing. Right. And that's both on the players and on the coaching staff um, as well. Right. So um, liken this to when we lost LaVisca Chenault, right. We had gone to and built in that wildcat formation and short yardage situations. Cause we just had a guy that could basically squat a small car. Um, Quentin Johnson, like you said, was that safety valve and just had the ability to make explosive plays when TCU's backs were against the door. Um and I think this first game, what you can expect is a lot of trying new things because they need to find whoever that guy is on both sides. Um, so I think that'll be interesting. And I think that really gives uh, Colorado a chance to, you know, make some plays, make some plays, make make them make mistakes. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, Chase, Chandler Morris has a lot of weapons at his disposal, even with the loss. Um, of the big-time wide receiver. Savion Williams is a wide receiver on TCU's roster. He's a four-star recruit. Cordell Russell, also a former four-star recruit. Jalen Robinson, I think, is going to be the second guy. Um, so still have a ton of weapons. And, and their tight end room is also pretty deep with two other four-star recruits. Um, both of those guys are pretty young. I think Jared Wiley, three-star, is going to be the starter at tight end. Um, but TCU reloaded. I was I – was, very surprised when I was doing my research and getting a little nervous to see how much they've reloaded on the offensive side. And, and, you know, another important note, right. Is uh, their, their offensive coordinator uh, actually left uh, Garrett Riley left for Clemson after their spectacular year last year. So Kendall Bryles coming in um, from Arkansas, a name that, you know, people might know um, for, for his uh, dad, um, a, a little bit of an infamous name, but Kendall Bryles coming in from Arkansas. For those um, who maybe don't follow the SEC quite as much, um, at Arkansas, Kendall Bryles had, uh, you know, quite a bit of talent as far as getting away with maybe not having to have a great scheme, but being able to, um, you know, overpower people's size and stuff like that. He's not going to have that at TCU. So it'll be very interesting to see, you know, Kendall Bryles coming in. Some people think he's a prodigy or a prodigy, excuse me. Um, and some people think that he's um, an idiot. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, a new system, um, totally new. Uh, well, maybe not a totally new offense, but bringing in, you know, definitely some big changes on their offensive side um, for Chandler Morris, who's, you know, going into his third year, obviously. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, it's not the same offense that they're bringing back. It's not the same quarterback. It's not the same wide receiver. And so I think a lot of people, you know, even if they're bringing in four stars, five stars, 
a lot of people are wondering, you know, is this TCU going to be, you know, is, is it the same team? And the answer is it's just not the same team. So, you know, I, I'm maybe not as worried as, as you might be, Jake, um, as far as, as that goes. I think what they lost is substantially better than what they brought in. Um, and so it, it'll be interesting. And, but for me, at least, what I'm really looking for in this game from, from Colorado, and and to be clear, like we, we know the betting line, you know, 20 and a half points. Colorado went one and 11 last year. We have to, we have to keep things in perspective. Right. But for me, what I would really like to see in this game is for our defensive line to not get bullied in the trenches and to hang in there with an offensive line that, uh, you know, is, is used to kind of running, you know, with, with this team. So it'll be interesting, at least in my perspective, to see how that those guys hold up. I I'm pretty confident in our, our secondary, to be honest. Um, but if our, if our line can hang in there and not, not get, you know, driven off the ball, um, especially when they're bringing in a talented running back. Um, that's really what I'm looking for in this game, Jake. Yeah. Um, talking about uh, guys coming back for TCU, and you were talking about the trenches there. TCU has both returning tackles coming back this year, and it's the only two guys on the offensive line that are coming back. So they're returning 40% of their starting offensive line. So there's a gap up the middle. But I will say I think that matches up pretty nicely with CU because CU has a lot of talent there on the ends. Um with uh, with some of their edge rushers, Derek McLennan, uh, Jeremiah Brown might be a starter potentially on the edge. Um, but CU has a lot of talent there, so it's really going to challenge the interior linemen to see if they can generate pressure and generate a good push, especially against the run. So I'm going to be looking at guys like Shane Cokes, Bishop Thomas. We'll see how big of an impact they're going to make. Another cool storyline as we're playing TCU is they actually have a Jackson State transfer that's going to be their starting right guard. Willis Patrick so that'll be a fun little storyline there because as everyone knows uh, CU has a ton of JSU transfers and coach prime included I guess you can't really call him a transfer but um, so I think that'll be a really good really good storyline and being CU fans we know what really bad offensive and defensive line play looks like so it'll be very intriguing week one we'll get a good flavor to see okay how good is our defensive line against a solid TCU line returning really solid tackles, which I think both the right and left tackles at TCU will go to the NFL and get drafted. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think the other component, right, is, you know, you're not going to stop TCU from scoring. This is a team that is built, you know, to score a lot of points. That's, that's kind of the TCU model, right? So I don't, I don't think it's a question of, you know, I, I don't actually know what the over-under is on this game, but my guess is that there's going to be a lot of points scored and it's, it's going to require, you know, the, the offense to kind of hang in there. So, you know, with that, with that being said, um, a, a couple other notes about TCU that I kind of wanted to, to point out uh, defensive line at TCU coming back has one returning starter um, and he's a sophomore. Otherwise, they have a true freshman on the line, which is, you know, kind of crazy. Um, and, you know, uh, two guys that, you know, have been on the team for for a year, but are, you know, playing for the first time. So not a very experienced defensive line coming in from TCU. I actually think this could give Colorado a, a, a sneaky advantage that I don't think a lot of people are acknowledging because Sean Lewis brought in a lot of his own guys on the line, right? He, he brought in his own transfer. He brought in guys that love running the kind of, Raw, raw, run and gun offense that Sean Lewis is kind of famous for um, from his time at Kent State. So it'll be really interesting to see, you know, can the can the Buffs take advantage of that lack of experience? Colorado's actually running. I my guess, Colorado, I think under Sean Lewis is going to run an offense that is going to look very, 
very much like a big 12 offense where, you know, they're probably going to be preparing for these kinds of offenses that they've probably prepared for them in the past, you know, where it's going to be fast. You're going to have guys that are maybe not huge on the lines, but you're, you're all about speed. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Colorado can take advantage of there and, and find a way to get, you know, whichever running back ends up being named the starter, um, you know, get them open. So Jake, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. The big losses for TCU with this championship team were on the defensive line. Um, just to name up a few, I, I pulled up some key notable losses for TCU. All these guys got NFL looks, uh, but Traverius Hodges, Tomlinson, stud cornerback, no longer with TCU. He went on to the NFL. And then three key defensive linemen, Terrell Cooper, Dylan Horton, Luol Gugak. I did not pronounce that right. But <laughs> lost three huge uh, defensive linemen. And then also a bunch of corners too. And TCU last year was not known for their defense. They were known for their offense. So I think this is going to give Shador, Travis, you know, et cetera, Alton McCaskill, um, Dylan Edwards. We're going to really see what this offense is made of um, and see what the Sean Lewis offense looks like, which will be exciting. Um, but yeah, another, another fun little storyline is Mark Perry starting uh, safety for TCU. I think he's a senior at this point, but, was recruited to CU. I think he was a part of that Mel Tucker class. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I'm 2019. Yeah. Okay. And he left um, after Mel left and did pretty well at TCU. Um, not excellent. I think he was kind of part of the the defense that wasn't that was kind of holding back a championship team. Now I don't want to say that lightly. This, this TCU defense was very respectable next year, or sorry, last year. Um, and Mark Perry was a big piece of that, and he's coming back as one of the returning starters. So that that'll be a fun storyline. Um, but granted, not a lot of CU guys know who Mark Perry is because we have what like twenty returners, if that, and what, yeah, three starters that are returning. So I, I don't even I know Trevor if Woods any... can go can go say hi to Mark on the field before the game, and that's about the only person who would give Mark a, a was hey, Trevor Woods here for Mark Perry's year here. Or was Trevor Woods – I think Trevor Woods was brought in the year after Mark Perry transferred out. So I don't think there's any interaction of players on this team with Mark Perry. Right, Um, right. Darian Hagan, that's it. Yeah, as I say, it's literally (laughs) going to be Darian Hagan. There you go. So no storyline there. They'll know the JSU kid better on the offensive line. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and I, I think the other thing to know, everyone, you know, is probably very aware of TCU giving up 65 points to Georgia in that lopsided, just absolutely atrocious uh, game. But you got to remember, you know, it, it wasn't just that game, right? They gave up 45 points to Michigan, which, you know, it's Michigan. They're very good. Uh, 31 points to Kansas State. They gave up 28 points at Baylor. You know, this this was not exactly a stingy defense. 40, 31, 34, 31, you know. They gave up a lot of points last year, and that's not really Sonny Dykes. You know, Sonny Dykes is not exact. You know, known for his you know supreme defenses, right? So that that's what I'm kind of talking about. Where I could see this game becoming kind of a shootout, and in my opinion, I think that plays very nicely into Colorado's favor. I think Colorado is a team that's built for shootouts. I think Colorado is a vintage Pac-12 team as far as you know what what we were always hoping to have with the with the Pac-12, but it's hard to tell, right? After I think any offense. Per- production literally any offensive production after what happened last season would be ideal you know like if we can get 20 points on the scoreboard it would be a substantial improvement from the from the previous season but you know i I think we have to score a lot of points to stay in this game so that's that's in my opinion that's the secret for success 
we, we have to score a lot of points this game. And then I think our defense needs to get one or two takeaways. Right. Um, and I think, I think we have the DB talent to do it. Right. If you throw a jump ball to Travis Hunter, he's going to high point that you, you throw a ball. That's just a little bit underthrown. Cormani's going to pick that off. He's got what, what you've noticed in the film and the well-off media is how well their, their hips are, um, especially Cormani. He's smooth and he comes out of it and he's able to locate the ball and you just see how much of an athlete Travis Hunter is. Um, so I think our secondary gets, uh, gets an interception. And I think that's going to be incredibly important, um, for, you know, us to be able to pull off an upset, but I, I agree. I think there we're, I would expect a lot of shootouts this season. Yeah, yeah I absolutely agree. One thing I'm looking for really quick for CU, I mean, I already harped on it, is the battle in the trenches is going to be everything. And I think this is, CU is going to really try to run the ball a lot, especially in between the tackles, just because of that gap in the TCU defenses and those three linemen. Um, I forgot to note it. They got a couple transfers on the defensive line. They have Tico Brown coming in from Missouri State and then Rick Diabreu from East Carolina. Not sure how good those guys are. I didn't do a ton of research on them, but I mean, it could be a big gap on on the defensive line. So I'm really curious to see how Alden McCaskill does. Um, it seems like Coach Prime has really protected and guarded Alden because he's coming back. I think was it an ACL tear, guys? Help me out. Um, yeah, I think it, it was an ACL. He's ending. Uh, so we've seen a lot of Dylan Edwards in the tape and no Alden McCaskill, and I think. We're finally going to see McCaskill. I think he's going to be the starter week one, and it's going to be really intriguing to see how well he does. I also think we're going to see a lot of Dylan Edwards. I think he's really earned his spot. Um, he's just uh, he scores every well-off media video. It's always <laughs> Dylan Edwards in the end zone and everyone freaking out. Uh, so I yeah, I'm I'm watching that running back battle. Um, it'll be good to see, and it'll be good to see Alton McCaskill come back from his injury. And, and both of them have that, you know, Dylan Edwards, maybe more, more so, but both of them have that top end speed where when they get loose, they're, they're gone. And I think, you know, it's entirely possible that that's going to be, uh, you know, something you can do against TCU's defense, right? Like, you know, if you can get through that line um, and get them going, you know, Dylan Edwards only needs so much room and he's, he's gone. So yeah, I, I, I'm excited for it. I, I think it's going to be really, really interesting game. And, you know, I'm starting to feel more confident. I, I kind of felt, you know, uh, like I was full of it when I when I backed them in game one uh, last week in our prediction episode. But I, I'm really starting to drink the Kool-Aid. I'm really believing it. I think, you know, there are some some things about TCU that we can break. And I, I it's a team that was very leadership, senior heavy. It was a great team. TCU had a great team last year, but they're they're not unbeatable. You know, this is a team that, that Colorado can beat. And it just completely depends on what kind of game Colorado plays. I think one thing to kind of keep an eye out for, I will be curious to see the penalties for Colorado this week. Um, I, I'm a little concerned, obviously, with the the whole, you know, if a fight happens, we got to back up our guy sort of um, thing that was totally mischaracterized that the prime had said. But, you know, I think Colorado's going to be a, try to become, you know, like a we're, we're tired of, you know, where we've been. We're ready to, to move up. And so I think we're going to have a chip on our shoulder. I hope we play disciplined. I think, you know, with a, with a new coach coming in, all these new players, we're probably going to see some stupid penalties, right? We're going to see some stupid, you know, delay of games, and we're going to see some stupid offsides and, and all that kind of stuff that's, that's really just all about discipline. But I'm hoping that that'll 
I think it's going to rear its head in, in week one, but I hope that's something that this team can control kind of moving throughout the season. Uh, yeah, Chase, no. I'm going to call you out here. You did not back uh, Colorado to beat TCU in your predictions last week. Well, now I feel bad about it. The only one that backed Colorado to win last week was Jake. Right here. Let's go, baby. Um, so I just wanted to expose that real quick, that the only the only one here that can claim belief is Jake. Well, I guess I felt so bad picking it that I ended up going against it. <laughs> you just blocked now, it from your memory. Now, after I've done more research, I'm wavering in my belief. So we can do the switch, Chase. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, um, you know what? I'm gonna join. I'm gonna join. I think Colorado pulls the upset, and I've put my money. I've put money on it. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna pull the upset. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I think it's gonna be the bust by three. Jace, Jace is gonna you, come through. Game winning. You're getting field ahead goal. of yourself here. You're getting ahead of yourself here on the on the prediction. I was gonna add one more thing on on what Chase was saying with with undisciplined penalties. Uh, this week, I did see a, a well off media video of CU doing a scrimmage. I think it was no tackling the scrimmage potentially. Um, and Coach Prime told the refs, he's like. And told the players, he's like, we're going to ref this really closely and really aggressively. And yeah, if you're getting too handsy at all, we're going to call pass interference. Um, it seemed like he was he was intentionally telling the refs that call more penalties to keep my team disciplined. Um, so hopefully that pays off. I don't know. Uh, but you can tell Coach Prime is really, really taking that to heart. Uh, one other thing. I, I love that. Know, yeah. Yeah, one other thing I have to note, and I feel like Sam would say this if he was on the podcast this week, but I'm a little bummed that I'm not pronouncing his name right. Brioni Ramsey Brooks is not playing for TCU this week. He is the 455-pound freshman offensive lineman. Would have loved to see him in that's action. Going, that's um, going viral on TikTok, yeah. yeah. Oh, not TikTok, Twitter, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I also would have loved like Des Moines Kennedy running through him with his insane speed and just getting past him to the quarterback. So little bump, yeah. we won't see him, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what the TCU offense. And maybe the idea is you, you can't run up the middle. You know, you, you can't beat him by running up the middle if you literally cannot run through the middle with a four hundred fifty five <laughs> pound you know Goliath standing in the middle. Yeah, it reminds me of Javier Edwards uh, for CU, the nose tackle, and he was just kind of there as a big body, so the running back yep. could run up the middle. <laughs> it worked. I mean, we did okay that season on on run defense. And I, I'm pretty sure he at least made a, a camp with a NFL team. I don't think he ever made a roster, but you know, it, maybe there's there's some some method to the madness. You know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, with that being said, uh, we we know this is gonna be a shorter episode, but we're gonna go into our, our predictions. So Topher already kind of spoiled the gun. his. So Topher, the gun. Give give the full score. You said see you by three. What, what's the full score? Uh, it's going to be 34-37 final, and Jace is gonna have to hit a 55 plus yarder to win. Valid, love that. Love that. Jake? I, I also think we're gonna get two picks. Oh, call your picks. Call them out. Who do you think's grabbing the grabbing the picks? Uh, Travis Hunter's gonna grab one, and then I think Shiloh comes down with the other. All right, I like that. Very nice. We should do that. Um, as like a go forward segment, we'll we'll kind of do predictions in the game. I think that, that could be fun because if we hit. You know, we're just gonna rub it in next week. Nostradamus, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, Chase. I am who I haven't had time to think this through, but I am gonna go. I'm gonna go. See you wins. It's gonna be a, a shootout. I agree with you, Topher. I think it's gonna be a high-scoring game, uh, just because 
again, TCU's defense is, is kind of the thing that's holding them back, I think. And I think CU's offense is going to be pretty solid. Uh, the defense is filled with a lot of new guys for CU, um, meaning they weren't in in the spring camp. So might have some growing pains there for this TCU game. Man, I'm going to go 31-28. CU wins. Pulls it out in the end. We're going to start off the Coach Prime era with a huge win, and the magical season will kick off. Will they rank us if we win like that? No, no chance. I don't think they'll rank us if we win by like 14. I don't think they'll rank I, us. I don't know about no chance. Because I think TCU's ranked number 17 right now. That and you got to keep in mind, you know, at least part of it when the AP voters are doing it, especially early season, right? Is like what what about the the eyeballs? And it's it's about, you know, maybe drawing a, a little bit of of drawing a little bit of you know, conversation around their rankings and stuff like that. So because, I, I wouldn't say it's well, not possible. Yeah. The media hates CU though, right? What's the predicted wins for this season? Three, three and a half. And a half Vegas, yeah. or or, like or three and a half, three and a half, three and a half. So the media Easy over. hates CU. The media hates coach prime. No way are we going to get a ranking. If we beat Nebraska the next week, I think, I think we'll see the number next to our name for sure. Um, but just beating TCU, I think people are going to come on saying this is a fluke. Uh, like TCU is coming off that, almost championship high um i was also thinking about that a little bit more they could actually be playing pretty angry because they got blown out in the national championship game and this could be their prove it game showing showing the rest of the nation that it wasn't a fluke last year and we're here to stay we're coming for the big 12 um but yeah i don't think they'll be ranked i just think that the media hates coach prime and hates cu too much fair enough Valid. yeah um, for my prediction, so now that I know that I actually picked Colorado to lose, I feel more comfortable uh, being that guy um, on the predictions. I will tell you, I just looked it up. The over under is fifty nine and a half. I in my I that has to go over. Like, there's just no way that that doesn't go over fifty nine and a half. So, I think, you know, if if I'm being completely honest, I I I think it's forty two thirty maybe uh, with TCU winning. I I think Colorado covers the spread of twenty one points but this TCU team is just like really talented and they're going to score a lot of points. I think, you know, Topher makes a good point. If we can get two turnovers, uh, it's entirely possible. I think we can win this game. I just, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hot. You know, we're going to, I think we're just going to struggle to, to kind of keep up with a, a more experienced team. So um, I'm, I'm going to pencil in a loss, but I will say my hot take is that as opposed to Jake, I really do think we will be ranked um, if we, if we beat TCU at TCU. So uh, there's my, not an in-game prediction. I'm also, I'll, I'll go ahead and say, um, I think Dylan Edwards breaks a 45-yard plus run um, in this game. Or we, or we someone breaks a 45-plus yard rush for the buffs. Um, yeah. So there's another insane I, take. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it. You mentioned the weather. I think the forecast is over 100 degrees for this Saturday. You're kidding. Dallas. Not kidding. With a lot of humidity as well. So. Yeah. Luckily, oh. players are from Florida and are used to that, but they've lived in Colorado for the last X amount of months, or for some of them, you know, uh, almost a year. Buffs, Buffs Twitter, just start tweeting at the players this whole week. Hey, stay hydrated. It's going to be hot, yeah. right? Give them Twitter reminders. Give them Twitter reminders. Yeah. yeah. This is this is how Buffs Twitter chips in to make sure that our players aren't cramping on that field. <laughs> Mind them, Ryan, them to stay hydrated. All right. Well, you can you can start the uh, start the crew to to do it on Twitter. <laughs> um, so yeah, 
with that being said, we are sending Strayus, right, to uh, be our field correspondent so he can enjoy that 100-degree weather um, with full humidity. Um, he'll, it'll be a cool opportunity, but uh, yeah, very man. jealous of that, and the he'll definitely be posting some content on right Twitter. That, right? That's a business expense, potentially? <laughs> no, no, for sure. For sure. That's yeah, exactly. a business expense. <laughs> but yeah, Strayus will be on the ground. He'll be posting some good content, so looking forward to that. Awesome. Well, with that being said, we promised a short episode. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. But if, as always, if you guys could give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, um, give us a review on iTunes or Spotify podcasts. We really appreciate it. Um, and we will be seeing you guys next week after the TCU victory, hopefully. Um, so, yep. Thanks for listening, guys. Go Bucks. Go Bucks.